0: Listen, listen, listen to my heart's song. I will never forget you. I will never forsake you. Ernest Holmes wrote in The Science of Mind the universe is impersonal. It gives alike to all. It is no respecter of persons. It values each alike. Its nature is to impart as ours is to receive when we stand in the light we cast a shadow across the pathway of our own experience and emerson advises that we get our bloated nothingness out of the way of the divine circuits to allow that sunlight that sunshine that ray of power from the universe to not only illuminate us in our declarations, and our revelations, but those of others. We don't stand in front of it. We allow it to shine throughout. Deeply embedded in our nature is the knowledge of how to receive. It's a great and beautiful birthright that each and every one of us has. And yet, for any a number of reasons, we sometimes do not believe that we can receive good. Or we believe that our only value is in the giving. Have you ever had that in your life where you don't feel like you deserve to receive good? Or maybe you're the giver. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I'm fine. You would have it. And you do that all of the time. Let's have a reality check here. We're in an ever-flowing cycle of giving and receiving. There is no stoppage in the universe. It is the literal process of our whole breathing idea. We we receive oxygen at the inhale. And many of us at the inhale think to ourselves, God is. And we give in the release, in the exhale, carbon dioxide during the I am which then gives other living beings an element for their survival, for their thriving. In the law of circulation, in the flow of life, God gives to itself, and itself is in each and every one of us. That's what this is all about. That is what revealing the divinity in you is all about, Revealing that God within. That flow, that law of circulation moving within each and every one of us. We live in synchronicity with the world around us. And each of us will experience this when we know and when we sit in the holy. Where I sit is holy right here, right now. Where I sit is holy. Holy is the ground. Who I am is holy. Holy are we, body, thought, emotion, connecting you and me. Where do we position ourselves in the ebb and flow of the universe? Where do you, where do I? And is it change each day? Are we in a stance of interconnectivity, you and I? We and that which is holy, us in spirit? Do we stand in a position to receive good and foster good being received by others? This is something to do, to be, to have, to feel on a daily basis, on a minute by minute basis. See, we're not bloated nothingness, as Emerson reminded us to get past. We are not, our birthright is not to be bloated nothingness although we do have that choice, yet there are aspects of our ego, especially when we're edging God out, that certainly shows up as a bloated nothingness suit, so to speak, and thus can cause us to turn our back towards the warmth that is available to us, the warmth from the sun, the warmth from that divine energy that is not only within us, but around us. We need only pivot ourselves in the direction of that good, that sunshine, that, that energy, that illumination with our arms wide open, with our arms wide open, ready to receive the sunlight, the moonlight, the intoxicating sound of rain falling, our personal calling, being swept off our feet with love, with compassion. All the bounty the universe has to offer. We need only to pivot ourselves, whatever direction that is from the direction we are going, with our arms wide open to receive all of that. So who's doing that and how much? How much are you doing that? How much am I doing that? For most of us, it's only sometimes. Sometimes we're open to goodness. Sometimes we're open to receive. And perhaps maybe um, it's more than sometimes for you. Maybe you live in a space of receptivity every day, every moment of every day. And if so, congrats on rocking that joy. But maybe your answer is a resounding no, because you feel like that wide wide open arm receptive stance poses too many risks, provokes too many undesirable feelings. Maybe something in your past has kept your arms closed and your heart closed as well. And if that is your experience, you know, you're not alone. There are many people feeling that for many reasons, including some of the conditions that are going on right here and now in our world. Brene Brown discovered that about 15 to 20% of people live in a full-hearted way where they can easily both give and receive love in the divine synchronistic flow. And those findings suggested that what causes the ability to really receive as well as give is whether or not people believe they are lovable at a core truth, in your core, in the deepest part of your heart and mind and soul, the deepest part of you, do you believe that you are lovable and that there is lovableness? in the world do we believe we are irrefutably lovable and valuable that we don't need any benchmarks of success to prove it it's just here it's just now it's just knowing it's just revealing itself all the time when we can know our value we are more in touch with our feelings because those we love we label as positive or negative They're both there and they both help us become big hearted receivers of good and givers of good. We recognize them, we see them, we don't ignore them. We may turn away spiritually from them and do the work that needs to be done for especially the ones labeled as negative to be less than, spend less time around us and to never return. We may do that, but we do that when we are in touch with our feelings, in touch with our knowing that we are receivers of good and givers of good. And many times to do that, we must take the time to look in between the spaces, This month we've been talking about gratitude a lot. Our theme this month was Project Gratitude. Gratitude is very powerful. As as you know, it's more than just saying thank you, it's more than just being thankful. It's knowing that there continually is something to be thankful for that is it is continuous it is what we are revealing and declaring that we experience something to be thankful for and gratitude this power of gratitude is like those carryover minutes (laughs) that we have in our mobile data plan the leftovers are reusable Just like last Thursday's leftovers, you can make a sandwich of turkey and thankfulness moistened with a little gravy and gratitude. You can have a soup of forgiveness, vulnerability and healing. You can have a casserole of declarations and revelations. You can even make some turkey and affirmation filled egg rolls or wow is me waffles topped with cranberries and mindfulness and divine intelligence. We are intentionally welcome into our lives when we allow ourselves to ingest into our lives the intentional revelation of the divine within the intentional knowing that no matter what's going around on what's going on around us we are powerful enough to allow goodness to come in as well as goodness to go out what we intentionally welcome into our lives or ingest into our minds has a tremendous impact on how wide our heart will be open And how available we can be to receive the goodness we require from the universe, from the law. You know, usually we're taught that we should mostly welcome in benchmarks of power and strength without much, if any, vulnerability and tenderness. Power seems to be worshipped it projects strength and invulnerability, but isn't Isn't vulnerability a courageous thing to embrace? It's part of the core of our humanness. To be vulnerable doesn't mean that you're a wallflower. doesn't mean that you allow trauma to come into your life or any discord to come into your life. Being vulnerable is being open to revealing the divinity within in the many ways that it can. Perhaps being open to this is precisely what makes peace and love and cooperation possible. It is this openness to vulnerability that allows us to receive and reveal the divine within us. And when we do this, there is so much left over for another day. Your spiritual um, piggy bank gets filled up. Your gratitude grotto gets filled up. Renee Brown found in her research, she said, people who deeply believe that they were worthy of love and belonging and believed this regardless of the circumstances, unlike the majority of us who think Okay, well, I'll be worthy of love and belonging a little bit, but I'll be super worthy if I get promoted or I'll be super worthy if I lose 20 pounds. No, that's not how it works. Unless you put that into the law and make it work that way. No, we are set up to be like those folks who believe that they were lovable from day one that they had a place in the world from this day forward. And those beliefs translated into specific choices that they made every day. They were aware, they recognized shame, hurt, pain, and they knew how to deal with it. They recognized vulnerability is powerful, is courageous, and they were willing to feel it rather than ignore it or numb it when we welcome our own vulnerability into our lives and the vulnerability of others for that matter we are well on our way to being grateful at all times and cheerful receivers of goodness and cheerful givers of goodness as we end this month of november this project gratitude, let's cultivate our tenderness. Let's cultivate our kindness, our knowingness that we are revealing through our vulnerability and our open heart, our greatest life, whatever that is, whatever you choose that to look like. And tune into God's rhythm, not the rhythm of your boss, not the rhythm of even your partner not the rhythm of what's going on in the world, especially right now, the rhythm of God, the rhythm of spirit, of peace, the rhythm of gratitude, the rhythm of divine love and divine intelligence. The ebb and flow of life is just waiting to course through us, to illuminate us with plenty, plenty of leftovers. Thank you so much. Namaste.